This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Coming up, we head north to Canada, Fort Francis to be exact. Check in with Jace Peterson, who's up there getting ready to fish the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship with Dad Travis. And it's Lake of the Weekday. We'll check out a very cool lake in the Brainerd area. It's all coming up. Fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bag. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing for Bunyan Country. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. Hey, don't forget, the third annual Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is set for this Saturday and Sunday. It's a very unique tournament, app-based, begins at 6 a.m. Saturday morning, ends at noon Sunday. You can fish as many or as few hours as you and your teammate wish in that stretch of time. You can fish on any lake in Beltrami, Hubbard, or Clearwater County that has a public access. No rules meeting or wrap-up. You just download the Fish Donkey app if you don't have it yet, and you start fishing. You register and pay right on the app. It's $200 per two-person team. You can fish either the walleye or bass division, or if you want, both. Top three places in each division guaranteed with a $3,000 championship prize, $1,500 for the runners-up, $1,000 for third place. There's also a $500 Kagan Cork Big Bass Award, $500 Northwoods Bait Big Walleye Award, and the Krauss Anderson Legacy Award, in which the youth angler on the top-finishing multi-generational team will win a lifetime Minnesota fishing license. Once you're registered, you can pick up your official measuring board at Northwoods Bait and Tackle in Bemidji, Walgreens in Park Rapids, and Timberline Sports in Black Duck. You can register right up until the minute the tournament starts. Again, that's 6 a.m. Friday morning because you're doing it right on the app, paying there, registering there, and so you don't have to worry about being at a meeting the day before or whatever. So that's how you get in. Uh, fun tournament. You don't even have to stay on the lake. If the lake's a little slower than you thought it was and you want to try another one, you can go to another one. Uh, as long as you're fishing in those three counties within the time periods of 6 a.m. Saturday to noon on Sunday. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up. And this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in with Jace Peterson. We uh, last talked to him when he was basking in the glow with Cousin Charlie of the uh, Knights Columbus Walleye Championship. And, and you are getting ready for another really big tournament. That's right, yep. Uh, 
actually just crossed the border into Canada here and uh, waiting in the parking lot to go to the rules meeting for the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship. And this is the first time for the uh, the American regulars uh, to get up there and do this for, what, three years now? Yeah, so last year they had it. Uh, and it was fairly smaller, smaller scale, and just the Canadians were able to fish. The year before, they didn't have a tournament. Uh, and then, you know, three years ago, my dad and I, that was the last time that we fished, fished it together. So excited to be back. So uh, is it you and your dad again this year? Correct, yep, me okay. and my dad, Travis. And then, uh, and is Charlie up there fishing it as well? Charlie's not fishing uh, in this tournament, but he is back home in Bemidji fishing the United Way with oh. uh, his dad Craig over the weekend. Oh, okay. So we got two sets of uh, Peterson fathers and sons fishing, but not the same tournament. That's right. We're staying busy. <laughs> no kidding. So this was a this is a tournament that actually has been kind of a, a family tradition for you guys, right? It is. Yep. Uh, the tournament's been going on for twenty five years now. Uh, my dad and Craig has fit, have fished it together. My dad and other partners have fished together, but he used to fish it a lot with my grandpa. Um, and now the last couple of years, my grandpa's let me fill this spot. Uh, so, and then my, my uncle John is also up here, uh, fishing as well. Yeah. Your uncle John, I just talked to Gussie last week. He and Gussie are teaming up again this year. Yep. Correct. Yep. We're staying together at, uh, super eight. So excited to, uh, you know, hang around Gussie and John throughout the next couple of days as well. Now, they've won it before, haven't they? They have. They won it two years. Uh, they've won it two different times. Uh, it's been a couple years now, but they're looking for looking for another first place. Okay. Now, and, and had your dad and, and uh, your grandpa won it before? They have not won. Uh, they've been in the top ten a couple of times, but this tournament uh, has eluded them, so hopefully... Hopefully I can uh, jump in and make it happen. <laughs> young blood, young blood. Let's, we'll see right. what happens. Well, listen, tell us a little bit about this tournament. It's a biggie. I mean, how many uh, people can fish this tournament, uh, and what's the prize money for it? Uh, so the tournament's a little over 100 teams. Uh, we just checked in, and I think we're about 104. I didn't even get the final numbers, but usually it's it's just over 100 teams. Uh, it's a three-day three event thursday friday saturday so it's it's a really it's a really tough tournament to win just because there's not that you know one day that you can really have a standout day and win it you have to have a good catch you know all three days um it's on a huge body of water rainy lake the canadian side uh even the last couple of days pre-fishing we've barely seen any any tournament boats it's just crazy how this lake can spread people out (laughs) uh first place is 10 grand um, and then they also have uh, prize money for each day. So if you bring in the biggest catch that day, uh, it's a, I think it's a grand for that, and you know, big fish for each day. So it's a it's a big event. Uh, there's a boat parade. There's concerts going on each night. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a party more so than a fishing tournament. But um, you know, we come for come for the fishing and. There's a lot of people that come and you know watch the watch the tournament and then stay afterwards for the for the concerts and and whatnot. For an independent bass tournament, I mean, this is a a really elite core that they get up there to fish it. It's it's to me, it's got to be awfully close to to getting into the FLW or um, you know Bassmaster range as far as the quality of anglers that are up there. It really is. You have some of the some of the best you know Canadian. Uh, 
bass fishermen, you know, from Ontario that come and fish this tournament. And then you also have the best guys from Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Dakotas that come up here. Um, and like you said, it's it's one of the, the most elite tournaments that uh, is put on. It's probably it's one of the most well-done tournaments that are put on, too. It's, it's amazing how many people that come out, and it's under a big, huge tent. The final day, the top ten go through the tent. They drive their boat uh, and trucks right through and show off, you know, their, their five fish. Um, like I said, it's it's really a party more so than a than a bass tournament. Yeah, I mean the the uh, the way in at the end is is again right up there with Bassmaster type hype. It's uh, it's it's a big deal, and you just don't expect that in walleye country. Uh, but this has been a a huge deal for them for what long time thirty something years, I think you said. Yeah, it's going. I think this is their twenty fifth okay. year running the event. Um, yeah, they get they get thousands of people to come out and and watch the the final day especially, but even even Thursday and Friday there's there's really good turnouts uh, you know for the crowds. How good a bass water is Rainy Lake? Personally, it's my it's my favorite lake, uh, and it's you know a lot of the guys that are fishing they'd say the same thing. We're catching the tur- the fishing's actually really good right now, other than catching the big fish that you want to weigh in, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're catching a lot of numbers. There's a lot of a lot of fish in the lake right now. A lot of, you know, one pound fish up to three, four pounds. Um, the fishing is just overall, it's really good. And we're catching northerns. We're catching walleyes. Um, but as a as a whole lake, it's it's one of the better smallmouth fisheries in Minnesota, if not the if not the country. Uh, and of course, yeah, you do want the big ones, and they are lurking there. But uh, sometimes those those are the hardest ones to find. That's why when you win a tournament, it's a really big deal. That's right. Yep, someone will find them. There always is. Uh, even though the guys say that the the pre fishing's been tough and the the bigger ones are tough to find, uh, it'll it'll always take right around always takes right around fifty eight to sixty pounds to win over the two days for for 15 smallmouth so almost a almost a four pound average usually gets you a, a victory here last year they had really good weights uh the winners had over 60 62 pounds took home first so um you know we're shooting for anywhere from 19 pounds a day that we'd be really happy with that but even that might not even win the tournament do you fish a body of water uh, uh, like Rainy Lake, differently than you do most bass tournaments and most bass waters. Uh, it's a little different just because of how big the the you know the lake is. You can't fish everything in one day. If not, I mean, we've been here for five days and we've we've probably only seen a a quarter of the lake itself. Um, you kind of got to fish fast when you're when you're on a big body of water like this. You you fish small areas and you kind of pick and choose. You know what looks the best and if you have a hunch that you know that there's good fish here, you you continue to learn that. But if not, you you got to move on and and try to see as much as you can, uh, given how much time you have to pre-fish. I'm not going to ask for any secrets you might be onto this year. That that would just be a dumb question. But um, <laughs> historically, you know, you guys talk back and forth. What typically is the uh, the presentation that works on this lake this time of year? So usually for the Fort Francis tournament, end of July, those fish are usually, there's there's some fish that are shallow, some fish that are deep. Um, this year, because of the later spring that we've had, 
we're finding a lot of fish shallow. Um, and because we're, we're trying to eliminate water, we've been, we've been fishing, you know, a lot of reaction style baits, um, you know, paddle tail swim baits. Uh, we've been using a lot of Bagley top water baits just because we can fish them, cover water. Uh, and then probably tournament day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the areas that we did find will start to slow down, um, and use, you know, tubes or, uh, little Ned baits that are, are slower presentations, but hopefully we'll get those bigger fish to, uh, to bite. How has your uh, bass season been so far this year? It's been pretty fun. Uh, we fished a n- number of tournaments, my dad and I, and then, uh, you know, Charlie and I fished the, the walleye tournament, but, um, we fished probably five or six tournaments already, uh, but this this one is the one that we look forward to probably the most out of the summer. It's kind of like a vacation. We get away from home, spend a week up here, uh, and then the tournament is is fun because it's three days on a on a body of water. This is one of the only tournaments that we fish that are is multiple days. Usually it's just a one day thing, and the three day events are a lot different just because you got to try to try to have enough stuff to fish all three days, but you also don't want to waste all your good stuff on the first day of the tournament. Some day, sometimes you have to just because you don't have as much as you, you think you have, but uh, you kind of got to spread everything out, and hopefully the, the cards land where they lay. We have a lot more to cover with Jace Peterson from Fort Francis, Ontario, later on in the show, but up next, it's Lake of the Weekday, and we head to the Brainerd Lakes area for this one. This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, and Kevin Jackson, too. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nissla Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow! This time we're checking in with Carl Mills. He's a fishery specialist out of the Brainerd area office. Carl, thanks for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Good to join you. Let's talk a little bit about this week's Lake of the Week. It's Gilbert Lake, which is about uh, 357 acres or so in the Brainerd area. But where specifically are we going to find Gilbert Lake? It's actually really close to the city of Brainerd. It's right on the north side of the, the city limits. That, that's right easy. Wise Lake Road, yep, or Wise Road. Um, it's an, and I'm going to take a look at the lake here, and I'm seeing that uh, it's got a couple of interesting little bays. You've got the main basin, it looks like. You've got a channel that gets you into a west basin, and then there's kind of a long, narrow, I guess we could call it a bay, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that sh- go, shoots southwest. So tell us a little bit about uh, the characteristics of this lake. Yeah, I mean, it almost kind of feels like three lakes or, <clears throat> you know, two lakes, and then that channel going south almost feels like you're in a river a little bit. Um, you know, the, the main lake, the access kind of, you know, goes right into the edge of the main lake, and that's kind of your typical, almost like bowl-shaped lake with a, a point and a little hump out there. Um, fairly clear, you know, drops off pretty quick, weeds along the edge. Um, and then there's like a, a channel that um, that heads over to the west base, and that's a fairly long channel, uh, several hundred feet, you know, it's maybe, I don't know, 
80 to 100 feet across, and it, and it kind of opens up into more. I would say it, it almost feels like you're back in the the wilderness back there. It's kind of like a swamp, um, a little darker water. You know, it, it just feels um, more wild. You know, cattails cool. are on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. And then the and then the the other arm going south, you know, it's it's lined with houses, but it's it's very narrow, few few islands along the way, and and uh, it's quite a different lake, for, especially for being so close to town. Um, yeah, that is kind of unique in a in a lake as close to to Brainerd as that. Um, but what are we going to find there when we uh, when we drop a line? Yeah, well, the the main um, species we manage for there are northern pike and, and largemouth bass. Um, in the past, we've we've tried stocking walleyes, and they just haven't worked. And uh, we just did a, a survey actually this last year out there. We didn't even catch a walleye. Um, so, so the main thing, you know, I think people are going to be targeting um, uh, northern pike. Um, you know, we had almost six per net. Uh, you know, size is pretty typical around here. A lot of smaller fish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of averaging around twenty twenty one inches. Um, we did have fish up to around thirty inches, so there's a chance for a bigger one. Um, bass fishermen, I, I fished it myself for bass. Uh, quite a quite a bit of bass out there. You know, we we didn't we normally electrofish for bass in the spring. That's kind of a, a good way to gauge you know how they're doing. Um, we did not do that this spring just because the weather warmed up so quickly and and it was kind of at the end of our list, so we didn't didn't get to it. Um, but we did get some fish in our nets, uh, some bass in our nets. They typically will shy away from the nets, but we did get fish up to fifteen and a half inches. Internet's there, and, and then something that's of particular interest, I think, is, um, is are the panfish. You know, it's kind of uh, known as a good crappie bluegill lake. Um, we did in two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five, we put a um, a five fish um, daily limit on on sunfish and crappies. Uh, ironically, our survey this summer did not, you know, did not catch a ton of either. Um, but we do spring surveys where that's kind of a better gauge of of how the fish are doing, and we do those every three years. The last one was 2017. Well, sunfish and crappies are are fun fish to catch, certainly. And and I, as as you noted, you put that special reg in before it kind of got to be well, you know. We've gone, I wouldn't say completely statewide, but obviously, you know, we've expanded that five fish limit to a lot of lakes now. So um, obviously, I'm guessing you saw some success. Yeah, so we, you know, it was one of, I think, four lakes that we did back in 2005 um, because it had shown potential for, you know, large crappies, large sunfish, and, you know, as close to town, I was getting a lot of pressure. Uh, that channel by the access connecting the, the east and west basin, people would hit that pretty hard in the spring, so we thought, well, let's let's protect a good thing here. Um, you know, I did look, so, so like our spring assessment in 2017, just to give you an example, you know, that spring's a better better time to be trapping some of the panfish because they're up closer to shore. And, and so like 70% of our crappies were over 9 inches with, with fish up to 13.2 inches, and then half of our bluegills were over 7 inches with fish up to 9.5. So it's at least, you know, continued a, a, a good thing there. Um, and, it, you know, some years it seems to improve, and other years it's, it's maybe been a little worse, but it hasn't hasn't harmed it anyways, and it's it seems to be fairly well accepted, or, or just um, it's been there long enough where people are used to it anyway. I'm always curious, you know, when you have a lake like this in the middle of, uh, you know, the gems you have around there. Um, does does that get lake get noticed? Does, do people actually fish it? Yeah, you know, I've fished it myself just because it's close, and I have a, a smaller boat, and, and every time I've been there, there's been people there. Um, 
it's it's fairly heavily developed being as close to town too sure. so even if you don't get people visiting it visiting the access which you know it's an okay size access not a lot of parking um you still have the locals that i think hit it pretty hard there's a quite often there's a water ski slalom course set up out there on the east side um so you get some recreational use. You get people going into some of the back bays, and, and people like going to that western basin just to kind of get a little more quiet and a, and a little area to fish where it seems a little more wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one unique thing, too, is that western basin is almost 100% publicly owned. So um, a good chunk of it is owned by the county, and then I'd say about three-fourths of it is owned by the DNR. It's an aquatic management area. And we just actually added 60 acres to that, so now we own the land all the way from the access um, all the way to that western basin. So that's another 60 acres that will kind of help protect that and kind of preserve that as is um, without houses around it. So that's kind of a neat thing. Oh, yes, very cool. And uh, I would guess that most people you see on there are probably fishing for bass? Yeah, you know, I see see a lot of people fishing panfish, especially in the spring. And then um, definitely seen some bass fishermen and then... It just kind of locals kind of going out for whatever, you know, or, or someone that just wants to get out. I haven't, you know, I don't see a lot of people trolling like you see in the other lakes for, for walleyes or northerns just because there's not that opportunity there. It's it's more of a, you know, like a lot of our lakes in the area, it's just kind of a, a bass panfish lake. And, and, it, and it can be a good one, so nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, any concerns on that lake? Yeah, there are um, zebra mussels. They were found in 2014, so... I'd say relatively recently, but it's been, you know, eight years now already, so um, kind of hard to believe. But, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of something that seems to be hitting all our lakes now, the zebra mussels, and they've been here a while, and I think people are getting used to, you know, cleaning out their boats, pulling their plugs, and it's just kind of a habit now where maybe it was annoying when it first started. Now it's just kind of helping protect our lakes. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, the uh, the zebra mussels, they're really making themselves known all over the area now, and certainly we're seeing more and more of it in the lakes up north where I live in the Bemidji area. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, but you got to be aware because, you know, if you look at it from a statewide perspective, we still have a majority of our water without AIS. That seems hard to believe when you keep hearing lakes that have it, but that's that's still the case. Yeah, it, it does seem hard to believe. I actually was just looking at there's a there's a map that the DNR website has a link to where you can it has the lakes um, highlighted in red that are you know have some sort of invasive species in it. And it there is a lot of water that does not have anything. It's it's a lot of the bigger lakes, and that's probably because there's there's more people drawn to those lakes. So, so you, there's still probably plenty of smaller lakes that are you know invasive free, which would be nice. You know, with these these new um, I say new, but it's probably been 10 years. New new regulations of cleaning boats before you go in and out, I think, has, has definitely slowed that down, which is nice. Well, I'm assuming everybody who lives in Brainerd knows where Gilbert Lake is, but for those who are maybe a little bit outside of the Brainerd area but want to give it a try sometime, what's the best way to get there and, and get on the water? Yeah, so so if you go just north of Brainerd, um, you can either go up 3 or up 371. There's... Um, there's Wise Lake Road, um, and the access is, you know, those are the, I think it's actually called Gilbert Lake Access Road, but the um, access road goes south right off of Wise Lake Road. So Wise Lake Road just kind of cuts across the north side of Brainerd. 
hopping it straight off of there. A lot of people, what they know about Brainerd is really Baxter, because you know they just exactly go yep. right through. But you got to take if you're going if you're going uh, on 371 coming from the north or from our area, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to want to take a left. Then I, I going to take a left. Yep. yep. So I said that's a good clarification. You know, so 70. You know, it's a, at the stoplight. There's a, um, a big car dealership there. Um, you go to the right. That's what people call. You know, it's 77. Um, Pine Beach Road, whatever, that goes around Gull Lake. So you're going to go the opposite way, going east. All right. It is Gilbert Lake, our Lake of the Week. Carl Mills, fishery specialist out of the Brainerd office with the details. Carl, thanks for the time today. You're welcome. Have a good day. Coming up next, we check back in with Jace Peterson from Fort Francis, Ontario, where he's gearing up for the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Checking back in with Chase Peterson up at Fort Francis, Ontario, getting ready for the Big Bass Championships. In general, uh, we've heard great reports from walleye angling uh, this year uh, on pretty much every lake. Taking away the tournament aspect, just getting out there and having some fun for bass, has it been a good year for that? It, it, it always seems like it is. Uh, we've been fighting bass to be a little stingy this year. It seems like that uh, low water... Uh, in early spring last year, really turned the bass on, and it seemed like there's less areas for them to hide. Uh, this year, there's there's more water, and the the weeds are kind of growing slowly because of the late spring. Um, but it's still it's still good uh, in the Bemidji area. We've been fishing league every Wednesday through Northwoods Bait and Tackle, and uh, everyone's catching fish. And like I said, the fishing the fishing's good. So if I'm going out bass fishing this weekend, just uh, looking for some action, what do I need to bring with me, and uh, where should I be on the lake? First off, I'd always I always like to start shallow, just because that's it's more I'd say it's a more fun way to fish. Uh, our favorite thing to use is a is a hollow body frog. Northland Fishing Tackle actually just came out with theirs. Uh, it's called the Reed Runner Walking Frog. That'd be the number one thing I'd use right now. Uh, I'd try to find any matted vegetation like lily pads, wild rice, uh, you know, cattails. That's always a good place to look. And usually the bass are always in the thickest, heaviest cover. Uh, that's where I, we always look first. If you can't find any fish there, the next best thing to do is go out to the weed line, anywhere from 8 to 14 feet. Same thing there. You want to find the best cabbage um, and coontail. And then I would just use a eighth to quarter ounce jig head and a four to five inch worm. Um, that's that's another really effective way to catch bass in the summer. Okay. 
And as far as this tournament goes, this is the first, basically, of a couple trips north uh, a lot of guys make. Uh, on the other side of the bridge, on the U.S. side, uh, we'll have a big bass tournament in, what, three weeks or so? That's right. The end of August uh, is the International Falls Bass Championship. That's another one that's on Rainy Lake. That's a really fun one that uh, we look forward to as well. Even though we, we've we fished some stuff that we'll fish in the I-Falls tournament as well, um, and some of that stuff is good. Some of it's not good right now. So we're always trying to learn, you know, for that tournament as well. Even even if we don't catch them while we're up here in July, uh, we're finding spots that you know look good for that later later summer early fall pattern. Now, is this tournament strictly Rainy Lake, or can you fish the river? This is strictly Rainy Lake. Uh, you can fish just a little bit of the river before the dam. That's it, and it's only the Canadian side. Um, the International Falls Tournament is a little different. You can fish the United States side and the Canadian side uh, pretty much exclusively not going into the North Arm and Red Gut Bay. Uh, pretty much can't go near a bridge in the International Falls Tournament. Okay. That's, and, and it's really a lot of the same guys, right, uh, from both sides of the border that uh, that fish those two tournaments. Yeah, so... You see a little more, uh, you know, U.S. teams in the in the I Falls tournament, International Falls tournament, um, but a lot of the a lot of the Canadian sticks they'll come across the border too and, and fish that tournament as well. Okay, well, this weekend it, it so it all starts tomorrow. Three days of fishing, and uh, what's your prediction? How big is the bag going to have to be tomorrow? I think you'll probably see one of the bigger bags of the tournament, anywhere from twenty to twenty-one pounds, even. Uh, someone will have them. They always do. Uh, but over the course of the three days, they'll probably take that 20, 20 ish pounds a day, you know, 60 pounds over the three days to, to win it. Well, I know grandpa, uh, isn't fishing the tournament, but is he up watching? As of right now, he, he's not up here, but I assume he'll probably make an appearance. He can't stay home and, and watch online. He'll probably be <laughs> up here by the, by the end of it. So when you're done, uh, do you stick around uh, or do you head back home? We'll stick around, uh, you know, Saturday night and, um, you know, see who's crowned champion. If it's not us, uh, you know, tell them good job, shake their hands. We'll probably stick around, have some dinner with, uh, you know, our friends that are up here. Then we'll head back home and uh, get ready for the next one. <laughs> There's always something to get ready for, it sounds like. That's right. Yep. Like like I said, Charlie and Craig they're fishing the United Way tournament this weekend, so they'll be fishing Sunday, Sunday half the day, and then probably Sunday afternoon we'll have to get out together somewhere and fish. I got a text last night from Charlie asking if you wanted to fish a tournament next weekend together, so we'll probably uh, gear up for that one too. <laughs> wow, the fishing life, man, the fishing life. That's right. Yep, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun place to be, Northern Minnesota in the summer. You know, we, we take it in the winter, but in the summer it's hard to beat. Well, I'm assuming that uh, Craig and Charlie have opted for the bass portion of the United Way tournament. You'd be correct, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which means their, uh, their bodies of water they can choose uh, are far more than those on the walleye side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I, don't know what their, I don't know what their plan is yet. I haven't talked to them the last couple of days, but... They're definitely going to fish for bass. Uh, I know their game plan was probably to hit, you know, numerous lakes, uh, trying to get, it'll probably take for them 
five bass over 20 inches like it did last year. So that's kind of, I know they've, they've practiced on a couple different lakes trying to gear up for it, but um, like I said, I'm not sure what they're going to do. They're, they always like to game plan and scheme about it, but usually it changes by, by the time the whistle blows. It's it's really kind of an interesting tournament. It's way different than most tournaments. I mean, I mean, I know in the app world now there are a few, and there's even some tournaments where you're fishing anywhere in the nation. But uh, to just have it open to that many lakes, the that flexible, uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's very unique. It's a very cool uh, tournament. I I haven't got the chance to fish it because of different you know tournaments going on. But Charlie and Craig have fished it every year that it's been put on and they have an absolute blast doing it uh i i get a kick out kick out of it how you know they they try to travel when they can and you know figure out what lakes are, where they can get a a big one and then they might have to go to another lake to get another big one and uh you know it's a really cool concept and it really shows how good our fisheries are you know in the in the Bemidji area yeah it it, it really is i mean we and we just don't get it. We don't get it about the walleyes. We don't get it about the bass waters. We don't get it about the panfish waters because we're just so used to it. We we just don't realize how really from basically the border to, you know, Alec Brainerd area, how amazing that's, that piece of land in the, in the continent is. Exactly. And there's so many options that you have, too. I mean, there's there's got to be hundreds of lakes that you can choose from to, you know, to fish and what really opened up my eyes last year was the walleye division. I, I could not believe the, you know, the big fish that they caught. Um, I, I kind of, I figured the bass division, that's what would happen. You know, every fish over 20 inches or, or whatever it was, but the walleye, the walleye division really opened up my eyes last year on how good our walleye fisheries are as well. Oh yeah. I mean, typically in the old days, you'd have never heard of walleye fishing that good this time of year, but certainly we've got better equipment now. We're more educated now. We figured a few things out and yeah, it is amazing how good a walleye fishing you can find even in the quote dog days, unquote. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, we hope you have a great time up there. We wish you the best of luck. And, uh, you know, um, if you are the champion, we'll have to obviously interview you. But if you're not the champion, we're going to assign you uh, the job of interviewing the champion, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Kev. Jace Peterson, he's fishing with Dad Travis at the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship. It all starts Thursday, runs through Saturday. Again, best of luck to you, and thanks for taking the time today. Thanks, Kev. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, the Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament starts Saturday morning, 6 a.m., still plenty of time to download the Fish Donkey app, get registered and paid, and get into the tournament. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria.